Leatherface agitation, thanatophobia, iron grasp. So it sounds like role playing, maybe. Yeah. Increase speed while take survivor to hook. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Face camping. I don't know what face camping means, but yeah, that that's literally sounds like sit on my face, kind of. Yeah. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we flooded streams. We went west. We trapped. We The USA. USA. I already found something great. Uh, I know Tony, you don't know what we're doing yet, um, but I do, and I just <laughs> got to rub it uh, in my face. Well, I just found a picture. That I, I know it's supposed to be a bear attacking a mountain man, but it looks more like a Newfoundland dog attacking a mountain man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I'm well, gonna have to I'm gonna have to shit this over to you real quick. Well, fucking, let's get into this shit. I want to know what I want to know what the context is for this goddamn picture. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just trying to I'm trying to pre-funk. You know, I was trying to uh, pre-funk some images. You know. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't look like a bear. That looks like a angry dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Cujo, eighteen sixty. Yep. <laughs> what the New fuck? It's not quite like Newfoundland. I know exactly. I I've seen that dog before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it looks like a it looks like a shaggy Rottweiler. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up, man's best friend. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I don't know, but that doesn't look like a fucking bear to me. No, fuck much. no. But uh, um, maybe it was a dog named Bear. Everybody had a dog named Bear at one point. Uh, no, I've never had that kind of dog. Why would you name a blue healer Bear? Dude, so many fucking people I knew as a kid like had had a dog named Bear. At well, some point. it's a big bear-looking dog. Yeah, but, I mean, you're not gonna name your fucking corgi Bear. I mean, that's most irony or something like. This is my Mexican hairless bear, or Mexican crescent, or whatever the fuck they are. This is my apple-headed chihuahua bear. That's the name of a dog? Apple-headed chihuahua? Yeah, that's what Booze Fairy's dogs are. <laughs> or at least, uh, at least, uh, uh, I guess they're litter mates, but yeah. but uh, I mean, that sounds chihuahuas? like something your great-grandfather would call you if you're being a little shithead. You apple-headed apple chihuahua. chihuahua. Get back, get out of there. Well, it's like any of those chihuahuas that look the most like Ren from Ren and Stimpy, I guess, or the Applehead chihuahuas. That's just funny. <laughs> it's the happy, happy, joy, joy song. <clears throat> now, do they split from there? It's like Granny Smith, Apple-headed chihuahua, yeah, like, or like uh, Red well, Delicious, Apple-headed chihuahua? Musk-melon-headed musk ones, where like I would assume the head's going to be the... I, I think they're <laughs> Applehead because it's like approximately apple size. so if you get like a cantaloupe-headed chihuahua, you like a nor normal chihuahua body with like this hydrocephalic giant <laughs> dome. That'd be Steep, great. you idiot. Basketball-headed chihuahua. Anyway, that's probably enough preamble. Uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Nothing. Okay, yeah. good. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Ah, ah, ah.
fucked. Ha ha ha. Was Good. West. Was. Was West. <laughs> yes, how the fucked was West. All right. Uh, yeah, welcome back. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, you won't be able to tell, but we took a week off, and now I forget how to do half this shit. I can't. I forgot how to use Zoom. And talking is hard because I don't talk to anybody. Because I'm. Uh, Hold up know, in the Punisher's girlfriend's house? Yes. Yep. Si yeah. <laughs> Sitting inside playing with my computer all fucking day. Mm -hmm. um, with your computer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, uh, I don't know, well, let's just jump right the fuck into it. Well, a little, yeah, well, no, we're gonna, no, how should I do this? Okay. You should ask yeah. me a question, like yeah, we do Tony, every episode. Tony, what do you know about Thomas Fitzpatrick? Uh, yeah, that's a name, that's a name. Well, I guarantee you've heard it before, Dingleberry. It, I've heard it before, is he part of Ashley's 100? You're correct. That's it! Hey, hey, hey. You want to be in bucks! You want to be in bucks! You want to be in bucks! I don't know much about him except that he was kind of everywhere, all over the fucking place. Like, all, like at least half of the episodes we've done, his name gets mentioned. That's right, and uh, mm -hmm. that's why he's getting his own episode today. A, it's kind of a for people that haven't listened to some of the earlier ones and stuff like that. It's kind of going to serve as a recapper uh, in in some ways, and also uh, just because you know Fitzpatrick needs to. We want to bundle up all his achievements into into one thing, but uh, usually on this show, when we refer to him, we call him Broken Hand, because that's his nickname. Oh, they, yeah, 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 Broken Hand. Uh, but there was a movie uh, made about Hugh Glass a long time ago, uh, or I think it was a TV show, where uh, they had uh, Thomas uh, Fitzpatrick was uh, supposedly the guy that like ditched Hugh Glass to die. That is not correct. That was, uh, what, John Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. And these assholes, whoever made this movie in the 70s or whatever, drug uh, Thomas Fitzpatrick's good name through the mud. So I just wanted to get out that out there. It's not Fitzpatrick, it's Fitzgerald. Not the fucking same. Not all Irish are identical, you fucking racists. Richard Harris is the man in the wilderness. Here somewhere north and west of the headwaters of the Missouri River, a scout from the Henry expedition was attacked by a bear. Come, Henry! After the bear, no one expected Zack Bass could stay alive more than a day. I want two men to stay behind and bury him. But uh, anyway, uh, I don't know where Will's going to start, so he can just punch in with his uh, comic sense at any time. Uh, well, like Bo said, there's a lot of recapping, not... A lot of direct stories from Fitzpatrick directly, but we can kind of piece it together. Uh, born in Ireland in 1799. Uh, no, little of his youth, but he received an actual education and actually could read and write. Holy balls. Mm -hmm. Damn. Came to the U.S. when he was 17. Uh, 1823 is when he signs up for Ashley's uh, 100 there. And... Uh, of course, the at uh, St. Charles, two of the men blew themselves up with 300 pounds of gunpowder. <laughs> That's a good start to any trip. I, I don't remember that part. Mm -hmm. That's Where, before they even got going. Was that just like negligence, Fuck. or? I, well, mm -hmm. I assume they're like smoking a pipe while like, oh, we better haul around these fucking giant casks of gunpowder. It's Whoa. like a uh, uh, fuck. Uh, uh, did, 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 did. What's that scene in um, uh, MacGruber? 
where he gets everybody in the van together. <sighs> Look, Mac, are you sure you won't change your mind about letting Piper here join you? He'd make a hell of an asset. Ah, uh, I would love to. But the van's pretty full. You see, it's filled with American heroes with over a hundred years of combined combat experience and a whole lot of brotherhood. And no, you can't ride in the trunk, bud. Because the trunk is filled with over 75 pounds of homemade C4 explosive that I personally packed in there with my own two. I gotta mention the gasoline fight in Zoolander. Oh yeah, that too. Well, I just rewatched uh, Deadpool two, and when they have an X Force all jumping out of the oh yeah, everybody just gets and... fucking iced. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Especially when uh, Peter gets all the acid vomit from the guy in the wood chipper oh, yeah. all over him. <laughs> so fucking good. Okay, so yeah, so part of the super team gets exploded. Luckily, it didn't take out the boat apparently, so that's good. Yeah, I think they were on the dock or something when it happened. Or... Well, that's lucky. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they go through the Arikara village there on the uh, on the Missouri. And, and this is a recap if you heard it before, but we'll kind of power through it. Uh, Ashley wanted to trade some horses for some horses there. Uh, he was hesitant since there have been some previous run-ins with the Arikara. But uh, the trading was amicable, and they were kind of getting along with each other. But sometime during the night, some of the Ashley's hundred men went to the village for some sexing, and one of them though was killed. But Ashley uh, still didn't uh, leave in the middle of the night because he thought it was still going to be peaceful, and you're just going <laughs> to deal with it in the morning. Just kind of rolled over in bed and said, "Ah, man, man. whatever." <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, they went in for some sexing and. Got killed? One of the guys got killed. A couple of guys went in. <laughs> By whom? And By the Arikara. Oh, okay. Oh, right. It was a native village. Okay. All well, right. yeah, but it's still like, it just seems kind of odd. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, oh, what would you call it? There's a lot of, I guess, optimism on the part of whoever was going into that village thinking they're going to get laid, necessarily. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we haven't been having problems with this tribe. Well, I think I'm going to go try my hand at, like, picking up some strange anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea, you know. Yeah. There are people, then, that, people that are not going to, they're not going to be a very, um, uh, what do you, ex- hospitable. Hospitable, exactly. Well, and then then the response to the guy getting killed is like, "Oh, well, it'll still it'll still probably be okay." We'll just, <laughs> <laughs> these these uh these uh, uh these animalistic uh, uh instincts, you know, for self preservation and survival that these mountain men had by like doing the exact a- op- opposite of what they should do in any situation. It's shocking that. Any of them survived at all, really. Like, yeah, there's a lot of Mr. Magooing that happens uh, with <laughs> <yes>. these stories. <laughs> so in the morning, a shot was fired to signal attack to begin. The Arikara are attacking the trappers. The trappers were exposed on the riverbank, and they finally got into their boats, but uh, the boats were leaving kind of while they were getting attacked at the same time, so you kind of had to run for it. Uh, Twelve guys were killed outright. Then they go back down the river, and Ashley had to beg the men to try and go at it again, but they refused. 
So after you murder 12 of their guys, it's kind of hard to talk them to get back right into the boat and head up on the same same stretch of river there. Right. So they go back down river and ask the army for help. Um, then they sent two, two guys overland to Henry, who was at the Yellowstone, further up the river. Um, what Fats, Fitzpatrick did during the fighting wasn't known, but I'm sure he was part of doing some of the fighting back and forth. Nah, he was cheerleading. It's like, <laughs> load that musket, shoot that guy. Got a couple of tumbleweeds in either hand, like beaver pelters. So they go and cry to the army and Colonel Leavenworth. Um, they get about 700 Sioux warriors to join up in the battle because the Re are their ancient enemies. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember this part. <laughs> so the Sioux attack first, and they kill a few. Then they wait for the army's big cannons to do some damage. But they're shooting at uh, earth lodges, which are just round domes of thick-ass mud and trees and dirt. (laughs) So they're not having any effect. But one of the chiefs did uh, stick his head out, if you remember that, and get it blown, cleared off. Oh, yeah. Like you say, that's some (laughs) terrible luck right there. Like, I don't care how many cannonballs are flying. Getting hit directly in the face, that's got to be a one in a million, you know. Yep. Especially when you're just popping your head out like, what's going on out here? I heard, I thought I heard a noise. Like, yeah. Jesus. So the Sioux get tired of all this shit and leave, so they lose all respect for Whitey there. Uh, the Ree call for a peace council, but the whole village leaves during the night. Still, I don't know how a whole village sneaks out from underneath you, but... Pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And they still continue uh, attacking trappers coming through. So that did absolutely nothing. Yep. Good stuff. Super effective. So there they go overland uh, with 25 guys. Ashley does with back to uh, Henry at back on the Yellowstone. Uh, basically, they lose plenty of money that year. Uh, and <laughs> Ashley goes back to St. Louis. Uh, 1824, Ashley wants to find the Spanish River or the Rio Verde. Uh, that's the Green somewhat uh, made-up river in the West, or mostly made up. Well, that's the thing is Rio Verde literally means Green River, and there's only about 70 Green River. I think there's like two Green Rivers in North Dakota alone, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a Green River in every state, so maybe like self-fulfilling prophecy, like we're going to find this mystical river. And they search and they search and they can't find it, so then they just name any old Start green naming everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably the Green River in Wyoming and Utah there. That area, right. Which they do a lot of trapping in later on, but uh, they want a whole river to go down through, like the Columbia, to make it all the way to you know the southwest or whatever. Of course, well, yeah, they doesn't they, exist. That's the same thing with the goddamn Northwest Passage is like, oh, if we just hope hard enough, there will be a river that we can just drive on like it's a fucking highway straight east to what you know like i don't know it's like a it's like a map in a real-time strategy game is what they're picturing is like oh we'll just get a straight highway the creator would not have made this land if they hadn't wanted the white man to have this easiest way possible across it dude There's i just a lot of that. What, you saying everything was called green river just reminded me like uh in american tale 2 five goes west uh the fucking town they go to is called green river Oh, West Jersey, maybe. 
Life in New York City is full of dread and fuss. Our dreams are waiting. Wild West, there's room for all of us. All the streets are paved with nuggets. All of the purest gold. And soon we'll all be millionaires. Why have I been told? Yeah, and Gary Ridgway is the Green River Killer. Yeah. <laughs> is it as good as uh, Ninja 3, The Domination? Up you know, you know the fucking answer to that. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked. I'll be right back. All right, how the West was fucked, listeners. Yep. Who's ready to go jackalope hunting? Jackal what? Jackalopes, the legendary antlered hares of the American West. Hmm. I want to know more about these jackalopes. You're in luck. Now you too can learn everything there is to know about the jackalope. With the new Field Guide to the North American Jackalope. Uh, it's a book? It's a field guide. Uh, it looks like a book. The Field Guide to the North American Jackalope is available on Amazon, Etsy, wherever else you might buy your breeches. Oh, uh, Walmart. Except Walmart. Get your copy now before heading out on your annual jackalope hunt. Oh, damn, I think I will. I love learning and I love science. Tired of the city-fied confines of the city? Take your vacation with us on the Upper Missouri Travel Agency. Our comfortable steamships ply the waves all the way up to Fort Benton, Montana. You'll go through all manner of landscapes. So book your truck now. P.S. No refunds if you are killed in the Indian attack. Oh, Alex Winter? Yeah. I always want to say Edgar Winter, but I know that's a very different guy. Oh, yeah, I saw him on... Uh, he was on... One of the Death Wish movies. Edgar Winter Edgar or Winter? Alex Winter? Uh, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Oh, <laughs> oh he's on the one with the street gangs. Mm-hmm. Where they oh, build yeah, yeah. Death, sh- that's Death Wish 3. 3. Where they build all the shotguns. That's the best one because it's got all the punk rockers. Shoot. Yeah. And he eats a ice cream uh, sandwich uh, <laughs> instead of ice cream cone in that one. So. <laughs> okay. So he's, he, he, must, he must love uh, Pancho Villa or something. So, Will, I was going to ask you, uh, you keep on saying they keep on going back to Henry. I thought you were meaning Fort Henry, but do you mean like a man Henry? Henry Plummer. Uh, that was uh, Ashley's partner in the Ashley's 100. Uh, oh, okay, because I keep on Colonel like, I'm, I'm like, wasn't Fort Henry like way the fuck in like, I don't Tennessee or I was like, God damn, that's a long way to fall back. But okay, there we go. Not Fort Henry, Ashley's partner. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So they want to go uh, and find that river of the Southwest. Uh, they take with them a guy named Edward Rose, who was with Manuel Lisa when he got up to the Bighorn River in 1807, just a few years after uh, Lewis and Clark there. Uh, this is a guy who also lived with the Crows for a while. The Crows back in the day weren't as friendly as they were later on. They just kind of liked to steal from Whitey and other tribes. So they kind of wanted to avoid the North Passage. 
Well, they became more friendly with Whitey uh, after, the, like, the Lakota came and kicked the shit out of them for years and stole all their land. And yeah, and was, Jim Beckworth, too, making yeah. it work for for them. Yeah, it, it, would be, it would behoove them to uh, join forces when uh, facing superior numbers. But, so yeah. they're not going to go up the Missouri. They want to find a uh, passage further south. Um so they do find the South Pass, the one that the historians came back through, but that info was lost. Um, you know, and that was what twenty years earlier, some something like that. But it's uh, so gentle going uphill that they didn't even realize they were crossing the the continental divide. That is the kind of pass you want to cross. Is the one you mm-hmm. don't even notice you're going up. Yep, that's ideal. So from there, they go on to the Green River there in uh, Utah and Wyoming, that area, which is nice hell's country there. Uh, There, the diggers Shoshone steal all their horses. So there's nothing like walking back from Utah to St. Louis. (laughs) Holy shit. Bogus. Uh, A few weeks later, they chanced upon six Indians riding their horses. So... (laughs) Wait, riding their horses that they got stolen? Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they capture them and march them back to their village at gunpoint. How the fuck they did they capture them? They had, their, they had their goddamn horses. They must have been stopped taking a leak or something. Well, for fuck's sakes. I mean, that's yeah, the cheap. Like, hey, yeah. that's our but tank. Give the- Get out. Give me my tank back. <laughs> yeah, it's like me carjacking a car on the interstate that's moving. <laughs> you know? But they give the Shoshone some presents to keep them from retaliating, so... Oh, wow. Have have this licorice. (laughs) Have this plug of tobacco. They gave him black licorice, which started a war. (laughs) Fuck you, Washi, too. This is supposed to be candy. It tastes like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, they're trapped in the Green River area towards the Unida Mountains. They're in Utah, Wyoming. Utah. Uh Well, they were going to rendezvous in July. That was the first of the great rendezvous. Uh, for 16 years, they went on. Not too much was written about the first one, though, about 120 guys, uh, 29 deserters from the HBC, and then 20 or so more with uh, Provo. Uh, the rest were the Ashley Henry guys. Uh, so prices for goods were kind of steep. Knives were at $2.50, tobacco $2 a pound, and a beaver came in at $3 a pound. So basically a beaver for a knife. Well, when you have and, a shitload of beaver, though, you know. Yep. And this time, the first time out, they didn't bring out a lot of liquor. And, of course, uh, that did not work out very well. And next year, they bring a whole lot more. I just thought uh, of uh, I just thought of something, you know, like talking about uh, beaver pellets for a commodity. Right, like, hear me out. U.S. currency, like U.S. dollar bills, should not be shaped like rectangles. Should be shaped like little beaver pelts. Oh fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. And you should put a beaver tails. Put a picture of a beaver yeah. on it instead of a fucking old white man. Yeah, well, I just pretty much make it like, just like take a picture of a beaver pelt and like die cut it out. Die cut so, it, yeah. And, uh, then, yeah. Then it would be a Canadian though. Well, they, we're spending it here too. Like uh, they they used to have beavers in America. Yeah, they still do. Yeah, but they used to, too. Yeah. Well, they have them in Europe, too, you know. That's what a lot of people don't remember, is beavers are also in Europe, but uh, they got hunted to extinction pretty quick. 
like because of the exact same thing that uh, brought people to the New World to hunt beavers. Uh, they wanted them for hats, but uh, we have more land, so and it was less populated. So they used up all their beaver pretty quick in Europe, and uh, they came here for all the more beaver. So that's why I say that's a more uh, fitting um, representation of uh, goods and services, I think. Yeah, I should make our paper money look like beaver pelts. And that's what I think. And then your change should be uh, little knives and little I was whiskey I say jugs. knives, yeah. Little knives and little little jugs of whiskey. <laughs> There's a little airplane-sized uh, <laughs> bottles of booze. Yep. Well, it depends. Like, that would be a, like a 50-cent piece would be an airplane bottle. And they get smaller, you know, to like like super miniature, Tabasco. like G.I. Joe size. You know, that's like a penny, something like that. Which GI? Which GI Joe came with a tiny bottle of whiskey? All of them. They all have P, <laughs> they all have PTSD. <laughs> hey, this one came with magic mushrooms. All right. That would be uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, was he just Spirit, like the the Native American cat? Oh with the eel? yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his, he's got the peyote and the yeah. tisman. Didn't one have a dog? A lot of mad dogs, like Snake Eyes or something. Snake Eyes had a Didn't... wolf. Wolf, yeah, that's right. And then uh, Junkyard had a dog. Junkyard had a dog. No shit. Yep. From the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, Texas, weighing 260 pounds, Terry Funk. His opponent from Charlotte, North Carolina, weighing 280 pounds, the Junkyard Dog. Sailor had a, Sailor had a parrot. There was a guy with a bobcat for a while. Uh, so Ashley, that year brings back nine thousand pounds of beaver in hundred pound packs. Slaughtering so beeves. That's a lot of beeves. Uh, that would sell for uh, fifty thousand dollars in St. Louis in eighteen twenties money. Holy so shit! That's pretty good. Uh, eighteen twenty six. Ashley quits the mountain part of the business and stays in St. Louis. So basically, it's now Jed Smith, Bill Sublet, and David Jackson of Jackson's Hole. <clears throat> Wyoming. Uh, Ashley was back in St. Louis trying to get into politics. He ran for governor and lost, ran for Senate and lost. But he does finally get elected to the House of Representatives 1831 to 37. Then the year later, he dies. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, after the rendezvous of 1826 is when Jed Smith takes off exploring. So this is a, one of the first times that somebody's been... Uh, going through that southwest area, south of South Lake, all the way to California, back through Nevada, and then back to Salt Lake, and well, making that had the to, rendezvous of 1827. So that's a year-long trip of just... That had to suck buttermilk out of many assholes, like trying to just <laughs> cross that on foot and horseback. Fuck, gross. Yeah. Well, also, I don't... I just don't see the areas, like, you know, Nevada and shit being resplendent in a lot of beaver pelts. I just don't see that being a huge nope. Population. Well, yeah. So he ends up just basically exploring for a year and then coming back kind of empty-handed, more or less. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, wanders off like your great great uncle with Alzheimer's from the home and just kind of. <laughs> He's just in a fucking like a uh, what do you call it? Like a <laughs> hospital gown with his yeah, ass, yeah, yeah. ass hanging out. <laughs> do you know where my niece Margaret is? <laughs> I used to live in a greenhouse. <laughs> so, 
So uh, no no idea what Fitzpatrick was doing, but he was probably with Jackson uh, trapping because a year later he's Jackson's clerk. Oh. Uh, probably in the Teton Three Forks area there. Uh, they winter in Cache Valley near Salt Lake. Uh, that winter, uh, Bill Sublet and Black Harris and a dog go back to St. Louis to, con- to Bla- tell Ashley what they need for the next year's rendezvous. Did you say Black Harris? Black Harris. That was the guy's name. I, I got to look up Black Harris now because I have questions. Yep. But it was a cold, windy walk in the middle of winter back to St. Louis um, going down the Platte River. Uh, they did have to finally sacrifice their dog and eat it. Ah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Supposed, yep. to, supposed to eat the clerk first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Middlemen first, always. Oh, Black Harris. Uh, his name was Mo. His first name was actually Moses. Moses Black Harris. That's a guy I've, I can honestly That's a say fucking never cool ass name. Go. Oh, uh, so 1827, Jed Smith makes that trip again to California. Yep. Uh, that fall of 1828, Fitzpatrick and Jackson went all the way north uh, to the Flatheads to trade. Not much luck, but they meet Jed Smith there coming home from Fort Vancouver. Jesus Christ. So that's Christ. quite the trip. Yeah, it is. Well, I, you know, it always seems so weird that they run into each other, but then you got to remember they're all following like old Indian trails and right, buffalo yeah. trails and everything. But it just seems so random that, you know, this broad expanse of countryside that these two little dots on the points on the map are going to like run into each other until you think about it's not like these guys were just like bushwhacking, you know, in a straight line through the forest. They were like following trails. Yeah, trails that had been been like actually and there weren't a fuckload yeah. of like long trails either, I don't think. Yeah. You had like well, there, there were yeah, I mean, you're following lot, rivers, a couple of major highways, natural. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just like anything, like you know, even animals, like they, you know, uh, well, unless it's wolverines, apparently, because they'll just run up the side of a fucking mountain, apparently. Yep. But like you know, even like buffalo and shit, it's not like they wanted to just plow through shit, even though they can. They're gonna follow the course of least resistance. So like Will says, following rivers, shit like that. Well, and then well, what do you got going on with the buffalo? Well, you got Native Americans following the herds. So those trails of the buffalo use become Native American trails over eons and eons, and then they become established. And you know, yeah, later on, some of them became fucking wagon trails, and some of them, you know. But it, I just always forget about that. And you got to bring yourself back to reality, where these guys aren't just like ping ponging around the map, like uh, like the uh, the screensaver on an old TV, like where the <laughs> oh, it, you know, boom. It, it, it's it never fucking hits right in the corner perfectly either. Yeah, which it does. fucking pisses me off. It never happens. It, it always does goes, happen. Doo-doo. I've I've fucking seen it. I don't believe it. Yeah, dry, well, dry land's a myth. Yeah. Uh, this is about the time that uh, Jim Beckworth goes to live with Crow. Uh, winter of eighteen twenty eight twenty nine. Joe Meek becomes a trapper. So that's where we get a lot of the stories is from Joe Meek. So we can we'll go back to that book. Fall hunt 1829, uh, Fitzpatrick was up in Blackfeet country on the Madison River there in Montana. Uh, the Blackfeet were running off his horses. Fitzpatrick took after him and had two horses shot from underneath him. Jesus. Uh, led the party in a six-hour battle. When you said he had two uh, horses shot from underneath him, I imagine him like riding them like they're roller skates. Like, well, I was just saying, like water skis. Yeah, totally. Like, straight up, straight up Ben-Hur style. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was picturing, too. <laughs> 
Uh, so they have a six-hour battle, few men wounded, but no, nobody killed. Yeah, check, uh, check that despite, shit out, Tony, what I just sent you in the chat. Mm-hmm. You can keep talking. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so they still uh, hang out in Blackfeet territory, though, for some dumb reason. Oh, what the fuck? That whole crowd goes fucking apeshit, too. Right? Wow. See, I told you, though. All right, all right. I done, done told you. Still anyway, think Dryland's a myth. Blackfeet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're still hanging out there. Uh, they go past Coulter's Hill, which is a Yay! big stinking fork of the Bighorn there. Yeah, it's down by uh, Custer, isn't it? I, think. Uh, I don't know. I think it's underwater now, wherever it is. Oh, well, I know like a lot of people always thought Coulter's Hill was, um, was Yellowstone, but it probably wasn't. It's probably that area, I think, a little bit north of Thermopolis, because Thermopolis is already a stinking, like, sulfuric shithole, but, like, you know, you can smell the sulfur all around and going into there. And like you say, they, yeah, they might have built a reservoir or something over on top of it or whatever, but... Thermopolis? Is that where they yeah. all the all the fucking thermometers are made in the United States? No, that's where it's uh, uh, thermal hot springs. Oh, uh, okay. So, and it's, uh, it has a good dinosaur museum and a big old... Uh, there's like a big old Devil's Tower looking fucking thing that's a mm-hmm. big old nasty hot spring and it just smells of like sulfuric farts and shits. I think I've talked about this before where it like cascades all this like sulfur water down in the river and they have like pools where you can go bathe in for, you know, it's like mineral springs. Sulfur the, pools? Yeah, well, it's not like high concentration of sulfur where it's going to hurt you, but uh. it's like, you know, a lot of hot springs kind of have that stench mm-hmm. to them. And Thermopolis definitely has that going on. But the thing I found most interesting is the fucking river's full of goldfish. Because they, uh, in their little spa thing that they set up, they had, like, pools with goldfish. And then sometimes they overflow and dump goldfish in the river. So when I went there, there's all these people fishing for fucking goldfish <laughs> in town. Okay. Mm, you can well, make little, appa- little fish nuggets out of them. Well, Yum. apparently, no, apparently they get fucking huge. You know, goldfish are just a kind of a carp, basically. And yeah. Fish, fish tend to grow to the uh, oh, size the of, confines their- of their mm-hmm. container. So you get a goldfish in the wild. I mean, you've seen a koi. That's pretty much a big goldfish. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, they get big. But these are like, you know, goldfish, goldfish. So they're not exactly koi. They're not exactly carp. They're fucking goldfish, goldfish. But they just live wild because also that part of the river never freezes because it's got hot ass, mm-hmm. you know, like. 50, 60 degree water dumping into it at any part of the year. So, yeah. It, Thermopolis is a weird fucking place, but I recommend if you're ever in the middle of the asshole of Wyoming, which is a huge state. Thermopolis. Yeah. The whole state's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You go to Thermopolis, <laughs> then you can go up to Ten Sleep, or you can go back up to uh, Cody. Yeah, it's it's some good shit out there. It's Thermopolis, Thermopolis new- sounds like a, a town that would uh, be in a like tabletop role-playing game or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, you know, I think it's uh, <laughs> Fallout Three. Fallout Three has a, a town or a city in it called uh, Necropolis, and it's all these like, you know, fucking dead stuff. Un- yeah, kind of undead uh, zombie type dudes. Uh, that year they winter at the Wind River. Uh, Sublet goes back to St. Louis again in the middle of winter with Black Harris. This time they took a pack of dogs and snowshoes though, and they made a bad f- fine. So didn't have to eat a yeah. dog that trip. <laughs> Or if they did, they had enough dogs to go around. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. a case—not a pack of dogs, but a case of dogs. A case of dogs. Twelve, 12 dogs. Six pack. <laughs> Fucking 30, 30 pack of red dogs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can already feel the hangover. Yeah. Uh, as one of the best at reading and writing, Fitzpatrick probably taught <laughs> Joe Meek and others how to read. 
I'm just, he's the only one who could read. I'm just picturing the fucking mountain men having a spelling bee. <laughs> it's like he's got a chalkboard. Fucking, They're camping. Yeah. He's got a chalkboard. Spell bear. Can you, B-A-R. Can you use it in a sentence? Welcome to the 1846 rendezvous. Today, uh, we're going to have the, uh, the official rendezvous spelling bee. We got Mangled Nuts McFucking Fearson versus Broken Hand Fitzpatrick and uh, Black Kettle. My name is Mangled Nuts McPherson and I'm going to win that blue ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then some Indian kid for some reason because yes. the Indian kid always wins the spelling bee. Uh, uh, slum dog soldier millionaire. <laughs> 1830, uh, Bill Sublette comes back carrying supplies for the first time on wagon wheels. So that was the the big innovation there. They just tip a wagon wheel sideways, put everything on it, and the guys carry the <laughs> wagon wheel? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm picturing. Carry it like a, stre- like a stretcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, August 1830, Smith, uh, Judd Smith, Jackson, and Sublette sold out to Fitzpatrick, Jim Bridger, Milton Sublette, Henry Frabe, and John Baptiste Gervais. And then under that, they call themselves the Rocky Mountain Fur Company. Yay. Yay. And there was much rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Much. Then Jed Smith was killed exploring down in the southwest again, going yep. to Arizona. And they took uh, all his shit. Uh, Jackson goes to California to trade in mules. <laughs> and then Sublet would be the supplier for the Rocky Mountain Fur Company. So Fitzpatrick was called the brains of the outfit because he was the only one with uh, some education. This is kind of when the American Fur Company comes back and becomes a competitor, too. So they got uh, some company. Uh, 1830, Fitzpatrick, Sublet, Milton, Bridger go to Blackfoot Territory with Joe Meek. Uh, Fitzpatrick then goes back to Lexington, Missouri to procure some supplies. So just imagine if you have to go get milk just to have him go all the way back to Missouri to get it. Great. <laughs> yeah. So he reaches there in May of 1831. This was his first time back in civilization since 1823. Jesus. Damn, dude. And then he takes a long way back through the Santa Fe Trail to Taos and then eventually up the coast, (laughs) up through there. Imagine he was fun to hang out with like those first couple nights back. You go have dinner with him and he's just like farting at the table and (laughs) eating everything with his hands. I just imagine him like uh, Nell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nail. So during that trip, uh, Fitzpatrick and Jed Smith, they're went ahead to look for water along the trail. Uh, Smith goes further ahead while Fitzpatrick was digging for water, and that's when he gets killed, probably by Comanches. Though his body was never found, his effects later turn up in the hands of uh, Mexican traders. It's basically, his uh, shit ended up at the pawn shop. Yep. Uh, on that trip along the way, Fitzpatrick sees some rustling in the bushes. There he discovers a small Indian boy, too weak to run with hunger. Brings him back to camp and adopts him. Sends him to school in St. Louis. Uh, named him Friday. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Just you don't get facts, to do ma'am. that shit. 
No, it's a Robinson Crusoe thing. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, do you remember Robinson Crusoe at all? I don't remember that part. He saves, he saves a, a native inhabitant of the island that was about to get eaten by cannibals. And the guy basically turns him into his fucking servant. I mean, they're friends and shit, but he basically treats him like a servant. Oh, Jesus. Because he's not white, you know. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're not white, well, not so male, your property was found, though. So. Oh, was that? Well, that's fine. It's still like, I guarantee you that's what Fitzpatrick was doing. Yeah, but eventually so. uh, that kid returns to his parents. Uh, so he runs into him from time to time over the years. So, wow. So not he, all 100%. It's only mostly bad. Bad. <laughs> no, it's actually kind of dope because I mean, you know, if you like learn how to read and do your numbers, and then you get to leave, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's... So in Taos, Fitzpatrick is the one who hires young Kit Carson as part of his brigade. Uh, but uh, while he's doing this, back in the Rockies, the mountain men are waiting in vain for Fitzpatrick for all their supplies, like tobacco and liquor. God damn it! <laughs> Man, I bet there was a lot of fist fights while they were waiting for that shit. Mm-hmm. All the blankets we can do without, and, you know, I can build a bow and arrow. I don't really need that much black powder, but where the fuck is the whiskey and tobacco? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, Frabe, uh, the dude named Frabe, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but he consults a medicine man from the Crows to find out where Fitzpatrick was. After much gyrations, the medicine man said he had taken the wrong road, but he was on his way. So Frey was encouraged by this, so he takes off south to try to find Fitzpatrick. Uh, When he gets to the platea, he finds Fitzpatrick, and all the goods were delivered to the rendezvous. Yay! All right. Uh, Fitzpatrick then runs into another new fur company named Gant Blackwell. Um... They were new and green. They were asking Fitzpatrick where to trap, and he didn't want to give up any information. I was going to say, it's like uh, asking a uh, fucking mushroom forager, like, hey, where's a good place to get mushrooms? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, right up your fucking ass. Go fuck yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just go in the middle of the freeway there. Yeah. Yeah, right. well, well, and also you can tell that, like, Gant Blackwell doesn't know what the fuck you're doing because you have to, like, you know, all the other fur companies are like, we're the American Fur Company. We're the Northwest Company. We're the Hudson Bay. Like, you don't yeah, name you, it after yourself. You name it after a geographic location or else you just look like an asshole. Yeah, fucking loser. We're just two guys. Yep. Uh, that year, he goes back to St. Louis to get the supplies ready for 1832. Uh, that year, Fitzpatrick had plenty of time in St. Louis to buy supplies but no money because all the furs were still out in the field. So he makes a deal with Bob, uh, Bill Sublet to give him the goods on credit. So this is kind of the beginning of Bill Sublet's control over the operation. Mm-hmm. April 1832, Bill obtains a trading license from uh, number one dude, William Clark there, uh, superintendent of Indian Affairs. So, you know, that's the other thing about uh, William Clark, that he stays in St. Louis after the, all the, the, his expedition with Lewis and Clark. And he was, what, governor for a while and then Indian superintendent? Yep. For, for all that time? Part of that time. Mm-hmm. So that license would run for two years. It names 39 employees. Uh, and they receive a special permit for 450 gallons of whiskey, uh, the way they had to get around it is to say it was for their boatmen. Of course, you're not taking a boat over to the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> Wait, they had to get a Basically, permit for whiskey? 
Well, yeah, because yep, they, they had a, they they had had a to bunch say of, it was for their boatmen. Well, there was a bunch of de- if you remember, Tony, there was a bunch of uh, deals where uh, you weren't supposed to uh, give whiskey. You weren't supposed to trade whiskey to the natives. Oh, depending, okay. on, depending on what company you worked for. Like, I think uh, what some of the was it? No, the Canadian ones generally didn't or I don't know. There were some no. that would. There were some that didn't, but it was generally considered a bad idea. So if you li- if you liquor. have a fur company and you wanted to go out, you you. You probably could be like, you could have this much whiskey for personal use or whatever. Right. But if you wanted more than that, you'd have to get a special permit for it. Yeah. To, to well, like, it's just basically you weren't supposed to be trading it to Indians. Right. And if you have 400 fucking gallons of it and yeah. a 12-man crew. Yeah. You're fixing on trading. I, I don't care how much you drink. I mean, you're not drinking all that. So, yeah. Crazy. Well, 100 guys could take drink 450 <laughs> gallons of whiskey in a weekend. I guess. 100, <laughs> four, four <laughs> gallons per guy. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I was going to say, I almost just shit my pants thinking that. Yeah, yeah, you know, my stomach line like, just got scared and Ooh. sloughed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but most of the whiskey tr- trading was done by kind of individuals because, you know, the big companies like Rocky Mountain, they, you know, they kind of had to be legitimate. Yeah. So, uh, this time out, they're joined by Nathaniel Wyeth. Uh, at the Laramie Forks, they run into Gant and Blackwell's guys. Uh, they informed them that their company was bankrupt, so they just sell all the, their furs to them. <laughs> <coughs> awesome. So, you know, you could have been lying, but like, hey, your company's bankrupt. Do you want to sell us all your furs? <laughs> that would have been a good practical oh, joke. Oh, they, they, okay. Fucking I, around with them. I, I, I misunderstood that. I thought the guys that, whose company was supposedly bankrupt told the other guys their company was bankrupt. It's the other guys telling the guys that are supposedly bankrupt that they're bankrupt. Yep, right? they are bankrupt. <laughs> okay, yeah. Wait, they yeah. said they said, "Hey, man, you are bankrupt. Sell yes. me your shit." Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's sketchy. How would they know that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whatever. You're, you're a thousand miles away from St. Louis. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, so right. they met out. Yeah, a thousand miles from St. Louis, and they're coming from St. Louis. Run into like, oh, you're with that company, dude. They're fucking gone. They just went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. I was just there. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just sell me all your shit at, you know, decreased price. And also, we put a man on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <gasps> That's great. We landed on the moon. Uh, after crossing South Pass, uh, Fitzpatrick rides ahead to alert the trappers of the coming of the wagon train with the whiskey. He takes two fast horses, kind of riding them alternatively. Riding them uh, alternatively. That's... Yep. It's like wearing, <laughs> wearing a flannel shirt and Doc Martens. Or... Yep, 120 minutes. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but there he runs uh, across some gross venture Blackfeet. He runs away from him and rode up a mountain until his horse couldn't make it no more. Then he hides <laughs> in a hole in the rock, covering the entrance with twigs and leaves. And a dead horse. Mm-hmm. So he hears the Indians take his horse. Uh, he comes out at night after the Blackfeet left, but he found out they were still camped below. So he goes back to the hidey hole. Uh, they search for him again in the morning, but they give up. So he takes off after the second night. Uh, so now he's only traveling at night. On foot. Uh, on foot. Uh, the he had to cross a river at some point, so he built a crude raft, but it hit a rock and broke apart. There he loses his gun and powder. Fuck. God damn so it. now he only has a butcher knife. 
Uh, he walks towards Pierre's Hole, uh, which is the um, the rendezvous point for a week, mm-hmm. e- eating very little. Uh, there he has to escape a pack of wolves by climbing a tree. Jesus. There he, and then he comes across a buffalo carcass, eaten by the wolves, allowing him to go on. So that's the I was lucky you... to find a buffalo carcass. So. Well, back those days, I don't think if you were in the right place, I don't think they were super hard to come across. When he got what was it, uh, five five hundred million buffalo? Mm. Or, yeah. Damn! All, all that just... for a fucking beer run? Yep. yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So he's found just when he was about to give up. Two trappers were out looking for him, but he was barely recognizable as like a skeleton, more or less, after not eating for a week. Uh, after this rendezvous is the battle with the Blackfoot uh, Gross Ventures. Uh, Fitzpatrick was leader of the attack group. Uh, during the fight, he also found one of his horses that was stolen. <laughs> so that was nice. How hey. the fuck do they? I just don't understand. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I understand that not all horses look the fucking same. But in a place with that many goddamn horses spread out over that, you know, far a territory, how the fuck do you know? Yeah. Like, Did you they, know, Were they doing branding back then? Well, maybe. I mean, but, like, branding even... I mean, that's mostly for, like, cattle and, you know... No, I mean, they, no, they brand horses, like, well, later on, like, you know, famously, like, the cavalry would definitely brand their horses. Yeah. They all were stamped U.S. and shit. Yeah. You know, you do it. Uh, horses have thinner hides, so it's a little rougher on them and shit, but... uh. I don't think there was a lot of branding going on with these. And also, okay, so you have a herd of like 100 horses. You brand them all. Well, you're still going to have like 20 of them that are like, you know, roan and five of them that are buckskin and, you know, six of them that are Appaloosa. Well, the Appaloosa is probably the best one to tell apart because they'll have at least different spot patterns and shit. Mm-hmm. But I just don't get how they can, oh, that's my horse. I think there was a lot of bullshitting. It's like, oh, yeah, I lost a red horse. Oh, fuck, there's one. Yeah. Well, That's yeah, he probably mine. found a horse. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> yeah. In the story, he's like, oh, I found my horse. It's like, it is well, a, it is a mountain man story. my horse, Mr. Ed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know, it's ludicrous that out of the thousands of horses you run across in the thousands of miles of territory. Well, again, it's, it's, a mountain man story. Horse. it's a mountain That's man true. story. Yeah. How the West was fucked will be right back. Do you possess a thrill for adventure? Do you enjoy standing in freezing cold water for hours at a time? Are you trying to avoid creditors or jail time? Hi, I'm William Ashley for the Rocky Mountain Fur Company. We are seeking young able-bodied men to join our expedition up the Missouri. Pay is low to non-existent. Danger lose at every turn. Excel and Microsoft Word are a plus. So apply today. We're just hanging around the wharf in St. Louis. Caution, might be killed by Indians. I randomly Googled Pierce Hole, like, you know, while you were talking about that. And there's a, a, a bar and restaurant there called The Royal Wolf. Ooh. <laughs> just because... Does it have a wolf wolves. with, like a, like, a dress like King Ralph? It has a wolf that has what looks like a dick shaped like the devil's tail. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, oh, oh, it's a wolf straddling a fish hook. That's what's going on here. Oh, okay. Um, but it definitely looks like, it, it looked at first like a wolf with a tongue hanging out and then a giant pointy dick dragging on the ground. I would eat here. 
Hell yeah. Burgers and tacos? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. And steamed edamame and chicken tenders. Edamame? What the fuck? Yeah, and, po- and pot stickers. What? And cheese curds. They got everything. Where is this place? Uh, uh, Pierre's Hole. Uh, oh, Wyoming. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, Wyoming. Or Unless Idaho. There's more, unless there's one more. It's on the, on the border. Oh, no, this is the one in Idaho, yep. Well, I'm going to have to try that out next time I'm in that area. Yeah. As soon as I'm able to leave the house or the state or go anywhere ever again. they have any coupons? I, I don't know. All right, I don't Two care. for one lap dance while you're uh, cook, Steve. Doesn't look like that kind of place. Um, oh, yeah, what was that was a uh, fucking titties and beer. That's why I'm here. That place in Montana, it was like the truck stop liquor store. Yeah. Uh, strip club where when we you spent every like 20 bucks you spend at the liquor store, they give you a, a lap dance coupon. Yep. I should have kept the coupon at least just because it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Trying to fucking, well, you know, you get a lap dance and then, you know. That was great. Sit back down. I have a coupon. That uh, wasn't was it? Great. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Let's so be honest. So much better when the stripper is crying. Oh, oh, yeah. Always. So Bambi's gone on about how she can make all my fantasies come true. So I says, even this one I have where Jesus Christ is jackhammer and Mickey Mouse in the doo-doo hole with a lawn dart as Garth Brooks gives birth to something resembling a cheddar cheese log with almonds on Santa Claus's tummy tum. So this is a time Fitzpatrick, Bridger, and Meek go up to the Three Forks, uh, kind of leading the American Fur Company trappers uh, led by Vanderbaugh on a wild goose chase because they were following them. Um, then eventually the Blackfeet attacks Vanderbaugh's group and kills him, basically eliminating the competition. So that's a fun practical joke. Fuck. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, this is also the trip where Bridger meets a Blackfoot chief. The chief holds out his hand. Uh, Bridger cocked his rifle. Uh, the chief grabs it and points the barrel down. And Bridger gets two arrows in the back. Ow. Uh, one of them remained until the rendezvous of 1835 when Dr. Marcus Whitman removed it. Jesus. So he had an arrow in his back for about a year or Holy so. Holy shit. What the f- Yeah. Uh, the rendezvous of 1833, some rabid wolves bit several men and horses, resulting in, in agonizing death. So that's fun. Whoa. I've, you don't often hear about wolves actually attacking people, and this guy had it happen a bunch, apparently. Yeah. Well, of he didn't get rabies, it sounds like. Well, he, if he would have, he'd have died because they oh, didn't have a vaccine yeah. back then. And they sure uh, shit didn't have it where they were at. Then in Crow Territory, Fitzpatrick had many traps and horses stole, including his clothes. Uh, this is the time he's saved by Jim Beckworth, so he can go back to that episode and listen a little bit Yay, more about Beckworth. that if he wanted to. They barely avoid death on that trip. 1834, the, on the rendezvous, the Rocky Mountain Fur Company breaks up. No one knows exactly why. Probably Yoko. Um, <laughs> probably Bill Sublet used his creditor influence. Um, he was mad at a deal because they made with Wyeth to bring out goods for the rendezvous. Uh, then Bill Sublet brings out goods that same year. So Wyeth has to take his good el- goods elsewhere. But he does find a fort to sell it to somewhere in Utah, if I remember correctly. I was going to say, I would think that if you're hauling any kind of goods out to the middle of fucking nowhere, somebody's going to want them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're not going to have a hard time getting rid of them. 
Or, you know, well, yeah, ideally you're getting paid for them because I think otherwise uh, you're going to get rid of them one way or the other. And I suppose you kind of want to sell them before you get, like, descended upon and get all your shit stolen, I suppose. That kind of had to be a race against time to see whether or not your shit's going to end up in somebody's hands or whether or not you're going to get paid for it. Yes. killed for it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather not be cruising around with a bunch of merchandise on a cart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking wrist full of Rolexes and a bunch of Cavassier just traipsing across the fucking <laughs> case of ga- Game Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fell off the truck. Mm-hmm. 1835 Fitzpatrick partners with a guy named Fontenelle, uh, Milton Sublet, and a guy named Campbell. The 1835 is when Kit Carson wins his duel at the rendezvous there. Uh, Fitzpatrick remains at Fort William, which is actually near uh, Fort Laramie there, to trade with the Sioux. This is when Fitzpatrick gets his name Broken Hand, because he was helping a friend named Sarpy, who is being pursued by some Blackfeet. His rifle misfires and injures his hand, but he successfully killed two, and he hid uh, dodging the others for days. So he finally meets up with Sarpy days later and relayed all the events that happened. So Sarpy uh, survives too. So, well, yeah, because Sarpy, there's a there's I know there's a Sarpy in Montana and there's a Sarpy County in Nebraska. So I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna have to assume that it's named after that cat. Yeah, crazy. I love that name uh, Sarpy because it sounds like uh, like a half sappy and half harpy. I don't know Sarpy. <laughs> and sounds, and he didn't have that. He was just Sarpy, like Prince or Madonna. Yeah. It, it, well, it just sounds like a. Uh, to me, it sounds like a shitty mythological creature. Yeah, like a like a sad totally. harpy or like a sloppy harpy or something. Yeah, ooh, sloppy <laughs> harpy. That's like an English tavern. <laughs> like, <laughs> welcome to the sloppy harpy. Yeah, yeah fucking anyway. Uh, Eighteen thirty-six. He goes along with the Whitmans and missionaries along the Oregon Trail there. So Narcissa Whitman was the first white lady to cross the continental divide. At the rendezvous, Fitzpatrick sold his company to and fort to Joshua Pilcher at the American Fur Company there. Uh, next two years, Fitzpatrick kind of disappears from records. Maybe he was on the Platte, or some say he was back in Ireland for a little while. Wow, that would have been culture shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this was the last of the rendezvous, and the trapping industry was going downhill too. Beaver were disappearing, and they're changing over to silk hats. But uh, buffalo robes were kind of the new thing to uh, get uh, taken advantage of. Yeah. But most of the mountain men moved on. Like Fitzpatrick, he becomes a guide. Um, okay, everybody. Uh, looks like this is uh, running a bit long. Uh, so we're going to drop off for this week. And uh, we will pick it up, pick up the trail, as it were, uh, hey. again uh, next week. So for right now, we're going to go out in a hail of gunfire. Y'all have a good week. Hail of Gunfire! Fuck you, Miles City. (laughs) And also Nelson Miles.